listening to Speaking with One Voice with Rodney Payne. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, topics you'd like discussed on the show, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. That's rpayne at onevoiceinc.org. You can also search for us on Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Just look for Speaking with One Voice. Now, here's your host, Rodney Payne. Hello and welcome to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne. So glad to be back with you again here on our weekly podcast. Thank you so much for liking, rating, and subscribing to our podcast. Continue to share. Uh, We are so excited about the growth we have seen. We are really expanding our audience and we're grateful to you for listening and allowing us the opportunity to add value to you and to your team. Also, make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Rodney R. Payne, at Rodney R. Payne. Uh, That's on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. I also want to encourage you, make sure that you know yourself so that you can grow yourself. That's our leadership tip for the week, that you know yourself to grow yourself. Reach out to me at RodneyRPayne.com and we will be happy to share with you how we can help you to know yourself better. I have a special uh, leadership training that I'm doing for free, but you have to reach out to me uh, at RodneyRPayne.com. Uh, connect with me there, and I will do a free leadership training for your team. You need to reach out, and we'll get you the details for that. So let's hop into today's topic. Today, I want to talk about the power of empowerment, the power of empowerment. The one of the challenges that leaders face is capacity. We all run out. No matter how much you try to do, there is an end to your capacity. You can only do so much. You can only be in one place at one time. And so when leaders hit this wall where they seem to can't get seemingly can't get any further along, it's because we have run out of capacity. Well, I want to teach you and help you today with expanding your capacity. How do you expand your capacity? Well, it's not simply enough to delegate or give somebody else another task, but what you want to do is not just transfer the task, but you truly want to empower your team. That's right. Empower your team. When we delegate without empowerment, what typically ends up happening is we we can abandon our responsibility and simply give it to someone else. It may not be executed. It may not represent our brand well. And we may find ourselves more frustrated than if we just did it ourselves. And so oftentimes a high capacity leader will simply default to, I'll just do it myself. Well, you have to learn as a leader, if you're going to expand your capacity, you have to learn how to delegate, how to give someone else the task to do. But don't just give them the task, give them the authority and the responsibility and equip them. In other words, what I'm talking about is, yeah, you guessed it, empowerment. So empowerment means that I am going to give you the tools, the resources, the training, and the authority for the task I have delegated to you. So what does a leader have to do to really uh, begin to empower his or her team? Well, the first thing you have to do is you want to enlist the help of your team. Um, when you, One of the things that we find is that 
high capacity leaders have great ideas and tons of them. They have uh, more ideas than they have time to execute. They have more, uh, they have a system, a process. They've been proven successful so uh, they can get in the rut of having one way of doing things, which is their way. Well, when you enlist the aid of others, you not only expand your capacity as a leader because of the bandwidth you can now carry, but you also expand your influence. You expand what you're able to see and know. When you enlist the help of others, it's not creating a replica of yourself, but rather you're exposing yourself and your team to the great resources of the combined of the collective, the combined effort of the collective. When we all come together, we are able to do more uh, because we all have different experiences. We all have a different knowledge base. So you want to make sure that you enlist the aid of others, and and then you can train them and and empower them to help them understand the power of of helping other people, the value of being a part of a team. You can help them to to get uh, some skin in the game. I care more about it if I have something to do with it. If I'm just carrying out your orders, yes, I may be a good soldier, but beyond good soldiers, what we want is co-owners. We want people to come in and own the responsibility, own the execution of excellence, own this process of delivering best-in-class service, not just doing it because that's what I said we're going to do, but I want you to be a part of it. So the first thing you do is you got to enlist the aid of others if you plan to empower your team. Uh, Secondly, it's critical that we set expectations. You cannot enlist someone's help and empower them to help you without giving them the proper expectations. If you don't set the expectation, then there is no way that you will ever be able to hold that individual accountable. Why? Because you don't, you cannot inspect anything that you don't expect. So you have to let them know the expectations. In this role, my expectations are this. And then we can come back and we can uh, inspect to see if that's what's actually going on. But think about it. If I didn't empower you before I delegated, if I didn't equip you before I delegated the responsibility, I really won't be able to have any proper expectations because... uh, I don't I didn't put you in a position to win. The challenge is many many leaders leaders attract leaders. So when you attract a leader, they come somewhat equipped already. And when that happens, they will do things that cover up some of our mistakes as leaders. They're going to get engaged and own it and take the ball and run with it. And so we will think that we've been great leaders when the fact is we have a great person on our team who knew what to do. We need to expect that our job will be to set proper expectations when we engage you in this process because I want to empower you, but I want you to know what I expect so then I can come back and hold you accountable for that which I've given you responsibility for. Uh, You just, there's no way that you as a leader get to inspect what you've not clearly articulated that you expect. So they have to know what the expectations are. And you'll hear me continually saying this. So we enlist the aid of others. We we, we set proper expectations, but equipping is so critical. Uh, when you think about equipping, that means they have 
adequate resources to deliver on the request that you've delegated to them? Uh, are they in the right place? Do they have the right strengths? Um, are, do they have the right competency? Many times we will put someone in a position because we need to fill a position But really what we should be doing is not just filling a role, but let's match the role with the competency. Let's match the role with uh, their ability. So when, when you get the right person in the right role, now you can train up and you can fill in gaps. But if they're not good at that or they're not a, that's not a strength in where you're trying to place them, not everything is a good investment in training. So we want to make sure that you have a, a strength zone that aligns with the responsibility that I want to give to you. And then now I may have to resource you and get you extra tools, get you hardware or software, even get you some soft skills, even, even get you some more training, some knowledge base. But there has to be a certain strength of organization, a certain strength of leadership, a certain strength of working well with others, a certain strength of making decisions. These, these strengths have have to be in place, and then we can equip you on top of your natural process. But if we don't take time to make sure that you are adequately resourced, there's no way that I can empower you. I cannot, again, enlist your help to, to set expectations that you can't meet because you're not properly equipped. So I want to make sure that you, first of all, know your strength zone. Uh, maybe you need to have someone on your team whose focus is helping you to delegate because you're not good at delegation, but you're good at decision making. So perhaps you need to have someone who's detailed in nature to come on and help to train your team to get them where they need to be so that we can have the right assignment on the right desk and end up with the right result. That's the key to empowerment. We have to empower those on our team. We want to make sure that they are adequately resourced. We want to assess their strength zone, and then we want to train them to a competent level to be able to do what we expect them to do. This is the power of empowerment that we're talking about. You are listening to Speaking with One Voice. I am your host, the coach, Rodney Payne, and I want to continue on on this journey of the power of empowerment. Once you enlist the team and you set expectations and you equip the team, now you have to engage the team. Engaging Oftentimes, we wait for people to decide they want to be a part. I want engagement to become a proactive part of your process. I want you to engage them. Now, the one warning that I'm going to give you here is that in order to engage, you're going to have to release. In order to engage your team, you're going to have to release. You have to release control. You have to release authority, release responsibility for what you are empowering them to do. You have to let them go and give them authority to function. So that means if I'm going to engage you, then I have to release. Uh, a, a good simple formula that's been out for a long time, it's not new, but let's make sure that we uh, kind of keep this in mind. When you're working with someone that you 
you want to empower to be able to take over a position, you show them how to do it. By you, you do it for them, but showing them. And then step two is you let them do it with you. And then step three is you let them take the lead and you do it with them. And then step four is you let them do it while you observe. Once we've passed these four stages, now we know they are competent to, to give the process. But if we don't engage them in the learning process, engage them by releasing ourselves and giving them responsibility, they will never know that they can do it. They'll never know they're expected to do it. They, 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 they won't know how to handle this responsibility. But it's up to the leader to make the decision to release. I'm just concerned now that how do we as leaders uh, gain the confidence to release something to a team member? You have to create an environment and be willing to allow your team to fail safely. That's right, fail safely. They are not going to do it the way you do it on the first time. And furthermore, the way you do it may not be the only right way to do it. But if you do not allow them to actually do it themselves and fail safely where you're protecting them and covering them, they will never gain the competency needed to be able to be trusted with empowerment. So I want to make sure that we learn to truly um, let's get them to a place where they can do it on their own and we are willing to release. Um, just remember, the first time you did it, my mentor John Maxwell says, you're never good at anything the first time. You weren't good at it. So you've got to give them the time, the space, and the support to learn how to be proficient. You've got to do that. So if you want to really empower someone, you're going to have to engage them by releasing and giving them the authority to actually do it. Now, once you have engaged them, now you move to the next step, which is evaluation. Evaluation. Evaluation simply means that we're going to monitor them, monitor what they're doing and hold them accountable. So we don't just scrap the process. Now we as leaders engage. You can't evaluate unless you engage. So you don't get to just let it go. So once you engage the, the, the team member and you release to them, now you engage with the team member through evaluation. How are we doing? What can we improve? How can I help? How can I serve you? One of the things that I always want to ask my team is not how only how they can do better in their role for the team, but how can I do better and do more and be more supportive to them? So I want to make sure that I'm evaluating uh, what they're doing and and holding them accountable. So what happens is that you there's a couple of schools of thought here. And one thing is that you can let somebody do it their way, not experience optimal success, and just let them do it their way. What happens is over time, your quality and consistency will erode and your product will no longer be what it once was. I, I'm a big fan of the show Undercover Boss, where a big boss goes in as and they disguise themselves and they go in at some entry level or interested in purchasing a franchise and they get to work with the people who are responsible for delivering their 
product. Now, remember, uh, an undercover boss, most of the time, this is a person or a family that has built a business to be a major business, and they know the, the sweat and blood and tears they shed to build the business a certain way. And when they get out in the field, they find out what's really being delivered. And many times you will see the the the, the uh, undercover boss leave the, the scene and go to another room and, and shed tears of frustration because what they initially envisioned has been abandoned. Well, how that happens is that we can grow and we can get so far removed that we disengage and we're no longer evaluating on a regular basis, our quality control, our consistency, and our brand. There are some national chains that you would know by name that you expect a certain level of customer service. They're known for their service no matter where you go in the country. They have the same standard of service, while others you know for the best deal. They're going to have the same pricing everywhere you go. Where you're going to get the best price, but you may not. You may suffer an experience. Well, some other brands you may pay. A little more because the environment's going to be better. But that happens through regular evaluation and holding leadership at every level accountable. But that only happens when the senior leadership is willing to engage. The power of empowerment is that you engage with your team by, by engaging them and releasing authority to them, but then you engage by evaluation. You want to sit down. It's hard to evaluate where you're not present. One of the most difficult things that I've ever had to do is that uh, in, in the corporate setting, you are often required in leadership or ma middle management to uh, do performance evaluations on everyone on your team. The most difficult thing to do is when you have a new team member who spent the balance of the year with another manager, but the evaluation falls on you. You simply cannot uh, fairly evaluate someone that you've not worked with, that you've not been engaged with. Uh, sure, you can evaluate the performance in numbers, but you don't know the disciplines. You don't know the details. So I want to encourage leaders, when you think about empowering, I want you to think about evaluating your team on a regular basis, and you cannot do that from a place of disengagement. You have to have uh, your hand on the pulse of what's going on and that doesn't mean that you have to do it all, but be present. Go go to the production level and go see what's happening. You can't spend all of your time there, but do make it a point to touch base there every once in a while. Then the last thing I'm going to tell you today is that once you uh, enlist, uh, get others involved in the process. Then you set your expectations so they'll know what they're going to be held accountable to. Now you equip them to be able to, with the resources to perform and you train them for competency to be at the right level. Then you engage them by you releasing responsibility to them. Then you evaluate them by engaging and monitoring them and holding them accountable. The last step in this empowerment process is that you want to encourage them. You want to encourage them. This can be a very, I'm a very encouraging leader, but this one is a challenge for me because I am an immediate type responder. And so I have to really gauge myself and pace myself on how and when I respond. What you want to do is you always want to praise your team in public. You want to praise your team in public, and you want to correct them in private. Even though you are tempted to correct on the spot, you want to learn to, to praise in public, encourage in public, and then correct 
in private. That's going to make a difference with your team. They will know that you care for them and they'll know that you are willing to protect them. In the event that you struggle and you make a false step and you find yourself correcting in public, I am a firm believer that if you make a mistake in public, that you correct yourself in public also. That's right. So if you made a mistake and you failed to praise your team in public and you actually corrected them in public and you realize that, well, you correct that failure of your own leadership in public. It will gain you some credibility with your team. And also, you're modeling a behavior you expect from them. Uh, no leader is above reproach. No leader is above the law. You, If it's good for your team, it's good for you. If you expect them to be uh, contrite and for them to uh, correct their errors and to make sure they're not offensive, then you need to do the same thing and model that behavior. I promise you, when you encourage a leader that you've empowered, they will take your business to the next level and facilitate growth. And just like you reproduced and extended yourself as a leader by empowering another leader, you create a culture where your leadership team will begin to empower others. What does that do? It gives everyone skin in the game and we get to experience the power of empowerment. Listen, I am so glad you decided to hang out with us this week on Speaking with One Voice. I want you to make sure that you are investing in yourself. Reach out to me at RodneyRPayne.com. Let's touch base. Let's see how I can add value to your team, how I can help you to know yourself better. I've got some great tools and resources that will be very beneficial in growing your business and knowing your team better. And also, don't forget, I'm offering a free leadership training. Just connect with me through my website at RodneyRPayne.com, or you can also reach out to us on social media at RodneyRPayne. That's Facebook. Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. We'd love to hear from you. Inbox me. Listen, I am so excited you decided to join us this week and add value to yourself. I am excited and I know you can do this. I believe in you. You are a leader. Until next time, my friends, let's keep growing together. Listening to Speaking with One Voice. Please remember to follow Rodney Payne on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rodney R. Payne. We'd love to hear from you and get your feedback, so please feel free to leave us comments. And if you would rate and subscribe to the podcast, we'd appreciate that as well. Don't forget to set up for notifications so you can get the latest updates and social media posts and get new podcasts when they're released. As always, use the hashtag speaking with one voice or simply SWOV on any of your social media posts. On behalf of Rodney Payne, thanks again for listening to Speaking with One Voice.